Hey guys, welcome back to the Rap Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. And before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also leave us a review. You can check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Rap Chat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every week. Welcome back, everybody. Nice What's going to on, you. fellas. How we fun, doing? Uh, couple close and fun games. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say entertaining games. I wouldn't yeah, say really. fun for the <laughs> most part. Yeah, I, I don't. I, would, I, I like I the close game. It, was, it would be fun to yeah, rewatch. To be honest, I, I, I didn't really feel that the Wizards game was. Or, uh, sorry, not Wizards. Wizards game. I mean, um, Knicks. Thunder. The, the Knicks game. The, uh, the I didn't really feel, <clears throat> feel like it was that interesting. I felt quite bored. Really? really? Oh, I love I that. That was a fun game. That was a really good game. Back and forth. I was frustrated end. though, man. No one. Oh, it was just like Ugh. both teams had had just horrible shooting oh, nights. It was so it ugly. Was yeah, but the defense bricks. was our defense was sexy. Oh yeah, and, and like don't get me wrong, I I love seeing it. every time we can hold teams to under 100 points. Mm-hmm. That is like the best, um, and it shows that our defensive scheme is like getting better and working. Under but 90 this, points. What's that? Under 90 points. Well, exactly, it's true. Under 88 points. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, like first of all, okay, it is the Knicks. And the Knicks aren't doing that great. No, you know what I no. mean? So against like, the Thunder. Well, yeah, but like for but still like high scoring teams, like, you know, we it's gonna be challenging to do that against very high scoring that's, that's teams, good point. you know. But uh even still, the defense it just shows the defense is looking better than it was before, which is good because, you know, we were letting teams like New York score way more than us. You know, back like whatever it was. Like, how long have we been doing this fucking podcast? <laughs> like, for two days. Or so. Season yeah. started on the twenty second, so basically from of that. October. Oh, yeah. October, yeah. Okay, yeah. So about a month ago. Over a month, yeah. But um, you know the day the season started, just like that. Maybe it was the twenty first. Was it was it was twenty first, twenty second. I'm just saying. I'm or twentieth, one Good of job. those. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I, w- I wasn't as entertained during the uh, New York game as I was I like during the. I Thunder like, game. The I Thunder like, game was really fun. The actually. Thunder game the fun, was... The offense no. was on... was working well. Mm-hmm. That was fun, yeah. I think the next game was less of an emotional roller coaster than the yeah. Thunder Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that, to be honest, man, I think it's people... People don't give the Thunder enough credit for the... the for the. I don't think they deserve much credit, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, they played well. That, they, played, like, they, they played did really well, play man. Both, yeah. but, they, but usually they, they are really bad team, though. SGA and Lou are both really, really good. SGA's had a down year, too, though. He, but he's been yeah. really good. Like but, yeah. the game before, he had thirty and thirteen mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, like, like, like shooting wise, so this team's the worst three point shooting team in the league. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, they're the youngest team in the NBA. Yeah, like, no, no, uh, I'm, not, I'm mean, just like, saying they're they're just not good. No, right we, now. we should yeah. not have lost. We should not have lost. <laughs> that yeah, game. but I'm yeah. saying I'm saying that's not that's not reason to say that they'll never be good. You know what I mean? I was just <laughs> I, or that they're not like they're not a good team. You know what I mean? Like just because oh, I, th- I think they're a bad team. I think they're a bad team. That's but I don't like I don't like that terminology because it that doesn't. That doesn't account for how good the individual. They have a good young. Are. They have a good young roster. Yes. Yeah. But relative to the rest of the teams in the NBA right now, they are a bad team. I guess. Right. I guess yeah. you could say that. They have a good future. They have a good future. Yeah, they have a good future. I just don't like saying, like, I, 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 I like to when I when I think about bad teams, I think about teams that have no future, no hope, and right. like are just like bad situations. There. Yeah. yeah. The like, Pacers. like the Pacers. The Pacers are a perfect example. Like when I think of a bad team, their record isn't like the worst, but. At the end of the day, it's just like I find them to be a bad team because there's no there's lack of a culture. There's lack so when of you any... say bad team, you're thinking like the way the roster is built is bad, and like a bad and the organization, bad, like right. the, yeah, just everything I mean. else around I mean. it yeah. is a bad yeah. team. Like okay. I I don't when I think bad team, like I guess we just have different conceptions of what yeah. bad team. Well, is. Like, yeah. just looking at the Thunder right now, as far as uh, skill level, they don't have it right now because they're young. 
But yeah. but definitely for yeah. the future when in they've the future, got they are someone like SGA. Mm-hmm. You're probably and crazy. Even Giddy's like he's underrated. Yeah, right? yeah. yes, he is. He, he, he plays game. so weird. Yeah, he's also such a weird like. But somebody was he reminds saying me of uh, Kyle Anderson. And well, and somebody yeah, said does. Ricky Rubio too, like a taller, mm, sort yeah. of weirder. Yeah, I think Kyle Anderson's yeah. who's who Kevin O'Connor compared yeah, him to. Yeah, and like the weird slow and wonky. Like he can kind of shoot the three. Yeah, but like it's like he pushes and has to like jump forward. It doesn't like he made like a late he made like a late one in our game, and I was like, oh my god, are you kidding? Throws that. it in. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get All into right, it. All right, let's get into this one then. Um, so we got game. Oh, right. So our schedule for today's podcast. Good call. Game recaps. What do we got next? Uh, then we got, we're doing our top 10 shooting top guards. Top 10 shooting, shooting guards. guards. And that's and it. I'm looking, I'm looking ahead. Yeah, I'm doing only my top five and then looking yeah. ahead. Looking ahead. All right. Okay. I had the uh, OKC game and it was Lucky a, you. like we talked, it was a emotional roller coaster. Uh, we heard right before the game that Precious Achua is out with some shoulder and now he's stuff. in COVID protocols. But it's too. out of abundance of pro, um, yeah, caution, yeah, though. Yeah. He's tested negative. Um, Boucher got the start. It's, it's just Masai, right? That's yeah, just got COVID, yeah. right? And um, Nav had to out yeah, Nav Badia, that's, yeah. that's my game. But um, no pressure, so Boucher gets the start at center. Uh, it worked out fine because the Thunder were starting Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who mm-hmm. is not... He's 6'9", yeah, not good. And not, not strong or anything, so it, didn't, it was kind of a centerless game uh, until Favors came in. Um, the game started off like... It was a really amazing offensive performance for the Raptors. Um, amazing passing from Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. Like all game, he was trying some fun stuff. He had a nice lob to Boucher to start the game. Mm-hmm. He had a no look to Boucher. Uh, he found Pascal on a pass. Pascal found him on a couple cuts. And the the first quarter was um, Scotty and Pascal were just imposing their will in the mid range and at the paint. Mm-hmm. Like Scotty was taking Giddy into the paint, getting his put back. Pascal was getting whatever he wanted in the mid range, mm-hmm. and I thought we were going to cruise, cruise to one from there. Seemed um, like, it. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, the, the uh, a pattern of this game was Shea was carving us up all night, getting into the paint, mm. whether he was scoring or, oh, or creating, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was happening in the first quarter. I we feel were like only we, on the defensive end, at least with Shea, we kind of let on the gas, like we did, like we, we, just, we, kinda, we just let him go. You know what I mean? No, well, until we get to the end here, only one guy could contain. We struggle against shifty guys like that. Yeah, he's he's got a nice tight handle and true, like the Kyrie sort of. Yeah. maneuverability mm-hmm. no weird kind of movements yeah um raptors are up 10 after after the first we scored 36 cor- points in that quarter second quarter um looked really sloppy for the whole quarter like on both ends it was just not a pleasing basketball game to watch in the in the second quarter um but near the end of the quarter the raptors going an 8-0 run with really nice ball movement um pascal and scotty were just feeding off each other i thought really nicely and the raptors were up 64 54 at the half Third quarter, um, you know, the, the offense continues, but this, uh, at the very start, but this is probably the worst quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. The Raptors end up losing it 33-12. Yeah. to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, The Raptors didn't <laughs> score um, in the last, I think, the last bucket in the quarter field goal was in like the eight-minute mark or something. <laughs> um, a really tough game for Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Um, it was characterized by a 25-3 to three run. OKC, uh, and a lot of it was out without um, Pascal and Boucher on the inside, who were really giving us a lot of energy. Um, man, it was just Shea was just getting into the paint and kicking out to shooters or scoring himself. Man, they were and shooting Lou, so and, good. And Lou Dort totally shut down Fred uh, this game. He just mm-hmm. he's got the quickness and the size to really disrupt him. He was being really aggressive. And it kind of made Fred a non-factor in the offensive mm-hmm. end most of the night. Um, Sorry not to interrupt, but I just was looking at our scoring numbers in yeah. the third quarter. <clears throat> uh, after once, it's so like 
after four minutes in the third quarter, yeah, we scored the last eight minutes of the quarter. We scored five points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, That's and I think about. the only field goal there was a, a corner three from Scotty Barnes. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gary hit a two. Gary hit a two. Um, fourth quarter though, it's still we're down eighty-seven seventy-six after the twenty-five to three run. Um, could be worse considering how atrocious that well, quarter and was. And like, and man, <laughs> OKC was playing in control. Oh. They're they shooting they was were doing they deserve some credit for how they played. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a great basketball game. I don't care for if them, you're a Raptors yeah. fan, if you're an OKC fan, if you're an NBA fan. That game was was very well played they, by they both ma- teams. They matched our skill in that game. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And, it was, and it was, our it was, intensity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they, they had more intensity than we did oh, yeah. until the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, yeah, fourth was, quarter. Uh, um, Raptors go into the fourth quarter down, down 11. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look good to start, but uh, Scotty Barnes, well, Fred comes alive. Uh, he gets three threes in this quarter, really big shots. And Scotty Barnes had, had a play where he gets hits a guy with no look pass, gets a block, and then goes on the fast break end to end for the layup. Yes, right, right. I do remember but that. The they problem, just let him right in, man. Yeah, the problem was the Raptors were super hot in this quarter, but the Thunder were still hitting their threes. Mm-hmm. Kitty had a big one. Kept shutting us down. Uh, Shea had a big one. Um, it was just... And, and it was, and it was at the very, at the very Williams. end of the game, like the very end of the game to kind of put us away. Who hit that? Mike Muscala. Yeah. Mike Muscala. It was just Mike like, Muscala. oh my God. <laughs> so man. we're at this point. Um, all, all game when we were like talking in the group chat, I said no comment until game's over after everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm not jinxing anything. The Raptors, uh, when, right when you think you're getting, they're getting momentum, they break down an inbound play. Giddy gets a wide open three after he inbounds the ball. Then, though, you know, the Raptors are still there because OKC, you know, is still not a good team, right? Like, we're still going to have a chance to come back. Um, Pascal's a really big putback, uh, puts us only down seven. Then Pascal hits a three, puts us down four, and then Gary hits a big three in the corner. We're only down one. Uh, Thunder come back at two. And then Fred hits another three, tie game. And then Giddy, defended by Scotty Barnes, gets, gets, a, gets a round, but blows a layup, rolls off the rim. Fred comes down, hits two free throws. Shea comes down, ties it with two free throws. And Fred's driving. Uh, the, uh, I think there's about 30 seconds left. Finds mm-hmm. Champagny. Justin Champagny was going to close right. the game because the Raptors were getting absolutely nothing from their bench. Um, both of these games, the bench was just <coughs> atrocious, mm-hmm. like considering what they did in that Milwaukee game. Mm-hmm. Um, Champagny cuts baseline. Fred throws it a bit behind him, but the super acrobatic finish put the Raptors up to... From the side of the backboard. Yeah. Just a really nice finish. I remember watching it. I was like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Justin He reached out, hit it perfectly off the backboard. And then the Thunder. That was probably one of the most satisfying baskets I've it ever really seen. It was really nice. Like, From Justin wow. Champagne, I was like, oh my yeah. God. So the Raptors are up two. OKC inbounds it. They obviously go to Shea. Shea makes the right play. He gets into the paint. He draws three Raptors. Mm. Kicks it out. Mike Muscala. And wide open. Three top of the key. deep three, too. It was a deep three. Mm. Nails it. it. Raptors, though, shooter. still have over eight seconds left. Uh, we inbound the basketball. Or Fred inbounds it to Pascal. He gives it you're right back to Fred. Just grinding your teeth. You're just like, oh, nah. They run. Uh, Fred and Pascal run a little two-man game. Um, Pascal spaces out for Fred. He kind of takes uh, Shea one-on-one, gets into the paint, gets blocked by Darius Baisley. Looks like it's tipped out to Champagne, who tips it in. The crowd <laughs> goes crazy. Justin Champagne's running down Scotty the floor. Scotty Barnes is freaking out. They go to review. The tip-in does not count. Thunder win. It was actually, I thought it counted. It, it, I did too, but up, when you saw the review, it clearly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it first happened, I, I was like, oh yeah. my God, we just the way won. He reacted. Me too. Me too. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, my yeah. stream was lagging behind your guys, and I was like, 
you guys are talking about some shit, and, I, and then I was like, did Justin Champagne just win us this game? And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> the Raptors fall 110 to 109 to the 8 and 16 Oklahoma City Thunder. Should I rant now, or should I wait till after? Wait till after. Yeah, wait till after both okay. the games. Sure. Uh, all right. All right, yeah. So I had, I had the New York Knicks game. Your New York Knicks. <laughs> my Bing third bong. favorite uh, New York my third favorite team, the New York Knicks. So uh, we're still without Precious. We're still without Kim. Still without OG. Um, so this game, we go in the same starting lineup. Fred Van Vliet, Garrett Jr., Scotty Burns, Pascal Gallagher, Scotty or Chris Boucher. So, <laughs> Scotty Barnes twice. <laughs> I wish. We made a clone of Scotty Barnes. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so Is first, that our whole team, though? It's a bunch of Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. And Chris Boucher. Um, no, he's been good lately. Um, Chris has been decent. He has. So speaking of Chris Boucher, so we start this game very hot. First bucket of the game, none other than a Chris Boucher three in the corner. <laughs> Miracle. Starting out nice. <laughs> um, some things I noticed uh, from Gary in the first quarter, just uh, defensively, he's still getting a little too aggressive. Um, yeah, yeah. Reaching and stuff like yeah. that. Guys are blown by him. Yeah. RJ Barrett blew by him a few times because he was reaching in the passing lanes. Um, but He did get a couple of deflections this game. He did. He had three steals really this nice game. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Gary Shaw making is incre- it's incredible to watch, man. It is. <sighs> I, I think we should... D- d- Okay, your game can I, thing here, and then I will have something to say about Gary. Okay, but right now I want to say just just based off your reaction, us us saying last time that we would trade Gary for Miles Turner does not mean we do not like. I love Gary. Mm. He's my he's top three. No, no hey, listen, team. my my opinion but, was that I wouldn't change. I wouldn't yeah. trade him. I wouldn't. But I'm just thinking for the future. Anyway, um, right, I'm just not fucking thinking for the fucking. Talk about that later. So for the fucking future. Kendall Roy on Gary. Yeah, Jones, yeah. shout out Succession. Anyway, you guys gotta watch Succession. Um, they advertise it on the NBA like all the time. They do. Um, so yeah, so a bit more <laughs> from the first quarter. Um, Scotty Barnes had a great post move over Nerlens Noel. He's being really patient, mm. and Matt said it. It's a superstar move, being that patient and getting to your spot oh, and scoring, man. and it's scoring over Nerlens Noel, who is a great the defender. Calmness, the calmness, mm-hmm. the the he's not phased by who's no, on. No, no, never. Um, not even freaking Kevin Durant, dude. Nope. Like he doesn't nope. care. He literally no. doesn't care. No, he's not worried about it. Well, especially like he also knows, like he's he's big, man. He's a big oh, guy. Yeah. Like he can really handle a lot of players. And yeah. like there's, I don't, I really, I don't really think there's any player that stands out to me. That Scotty Barnes would have an extremely hard time guarding him. Yeah. Like, we, we you know what I mean? Joel Embiid or someone like yeah. that. Yeah, but like, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And even that, I'm thinking, like, those are freaks in it. Like, but those guys aren't normal. Still, like, yeah. I think that Scotty could give them a good run. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you needed Scotty to be do easy. it, it wouldn't be easy. Yeah, but. and like, you could imagine Scotty. Well, I'd say I'd say Scotty would have probably an e- a little bit of an easier time guarding um, Giannis than he would guard guarding Embiid. I don't, yeah. Because yeah. down low, Embiid. Could I don't just, think anyone. In the league can handle Embiid's like pure yeah. strength, especially, yeah. in the, especially in the post. Yeah, I mean we'll get more into this after the. But, when yeah, we go but back the around. thing is, that Scotty could keep up with Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah, we'll get more into this stuff when we go back around. Yeah. Um, another great play, Pascal a blow by and had a nice reverse layup. Really nice finish. Um, Chris Boucher getting a lot of offensive rebounds in the first quarter, and uh, yeah, so we had a very dominant first quarter. Uh, we won at thirty-one to fourteen, and then uh, New York actually starts making a comeback in the second quarter and eventually tie the game. Um. Svi had three missed threes in two mm. minutes. Uh, I know Sam likes that. There was a couple plays, man. Oh, OG, please do, get healthy. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember that one play where we had like three offensive rebounds? Yeah. Like two, I'm three. gonna get okay. to. Oh, yeah. it's a big part. I didn't. I'm I wasn't. I wasn't it. sure which way, when that took place. My Actually, bad. Yeah, that, that's happened like a few times in this game. We had <laughs> yeah. multiple offensive rebounds, but there was a big one at the end. It's kind of a theme of the season. It was yeah. a big one at the end. <laughs> um, we had a uh, Scotty and Pascal. Even Gary were able to expose. Uh, Obi Toppin's defense a bit. Obi's the reason he fell in the draft to eight because he was like a top three 
player in the draft. Yeah, he played really well. Um, yeah. He did. But uh, he has a career high in our game. But uh, his defense is god-awful. Mm. Yeah. So we had Pascal backing him down. You couldn't do anything about it. Gary Trent Jr. was going going coast to coast. Just laid it up right over yeah. Obi Toppin. That was crazy. Dude, for like, being such a big guy, like you'd think he'd play better defense. He just, like, he's too slow on his feet. Yeah, like, he can't he's keep really up. slow. Um, which is weird because he's super athletic. He, he's, he's really like, oh no on defense. He's really... He doesn't have a great defensive IQ. Um, and then Scotty also had a good, nice, really really nice coast to coast dunk, and then uh, to end the half we had Scotty get a rebound, and this is three seconds. Yeah. Scotty gets a rebound, hits to Fred, and Fred huge straight line out to Pascal for the dunk to end the half. I thought um, Pascal was gonna miss that man. He like really stretched out. Me too. Like, I thought like, whoa, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> he got a little too excited there. Um, so we uh, we end the half up eight on the New York Knickerbockers. Um, <laughs> I hate session. I said that. No, that's fine. That's such, I always I always forget like they're actually called the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, yeah. or they're not. Like are they a, not technically anymore? Are they? No, it's still it's the Knicks technically. It is the Knicks technically. But, but even still, like the name comes, comes from, from the yeah, Knickerbockers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's like a pant. Yeah. Okay, so we're we have, fired, yeah. we yeah. Co- we come into the third quarter uh, very flat, um, but then we get a Fred gets a nice look to Boucher inside, and then they're the Knicks are still like relatively destroying us at the start of the, this quarter. And then Tom Thibodeau calls a weird timeout after that play. There was, they went, there yeah, was like they a, were on a run. They were on like a 10-0 run. Then we just had that nice pass oh, to yeah, Boucher. And right. Tibbs called a timeout. And I was like, okay, okay sure. And then uh, old reliable Gary Trent Jr. hit some, hit some nice shots uh, to get us back into it. Boucher had a floater. Yeah. A nice oh, floater. Oh, yeah. That was deep, too. That was too. the first <laughs> time I've ever break. seen yeah, that in like, my Ooh. life. Okay, I was Chris. like, okay, Chris Boucher. Missed that, man. <laughs> and uh, Scotty has an offensive rebound. And wraps it around the defender. Oh, it goes yeah. to like three guys oh, and hits yo. Fred for that three. That was a cra- that was underrated assist. That Super was a nice crazy pass. pass. There was a there was a moment <laughs> in this game because I was watching the MSG stream because the Canadian one wasn't available, yeah. and the guy who was commentating I can't remember who it was, but he was like he was talking about Chris Boucher's shot, mm. and he and I just I don't I guess the way he said it. I fucking burst was it, out. Was, was, it must have been Wolf no, he, was like, he, he says some hilarious stuff. He says, uh, he goes, um, yeah, and Chris Boucher is, and his shot is just ugly. That's the Wolf Frazier. I think He's just like so awkward how he brings it up. He's okay, like, no, his he shot like, there is really... He had a pull-up mid-range. ugly. He had a pull-up mid-range and it legit was like this. It was like... I remember, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's yeah, yeah with this like, weird, yeah, this weird like, he, like, and he, like, he pulls it back. He's like, "Oh, I'm actually closer than I thought." So he doesn't pull it back all the way. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like his uh, hands. Like, it's gonna hurt. Oh yeah, like some, some, yeah, yeah some weird stuff going on there. Uh, I just remember man, laughing at that moment, and just being like, "Oh, <laughs> poor Chris." But, well, especially for somebody like like it's not like Matt or Jack, right. and it's yeah. like just to hear some more like, random. You random know, Chris Boucher's shots. Uh, it's ugly. Ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's almost exactly how he said. I was like. Funny. Um, uh, yeah, so we go into the uh, the fourth quarter. Um, only down, or only up four at this point. The Knicks are slowly coming back. Um, to start this quarter, Mitchell Robinson is about to go in for a dunk, and Sam's favorite player on the team, Svi Mikhailuk, <laughs> block of the year on Mitchell Robinson. That was a solid Matt, Matt and Jack block. Were that was crazy. Out. It was a man. crazy block. That's our that's the Raptors block of the year for sure. Oh, so oh far. yeah, so far. Oh yeah, and it'll probably it'll probably hold on. Oh yeah, that's um, insane. <laughs> it was a crazy thing to look at. I feel like um, it didn't get the coverage it deserved, man. That was no, a it didn't. It was big crazy. Block. Block. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Svi Mikhailuk on Mitchell does Robinson. Does something insane? The league does not no, care. No. <laughs> Um, Brandon Malachi Flynn appearance. He did not play well. Um, <sighs> Tough one for Malachi. Yeah, uh, Gary had a Stop weird dissing <laughs> Malachi. Play better. Okay, ma- play he's better my best than he will. Friend. <laughs> 
He doesn't know what you're talking about, okay? It's He's just good. in Malachi's in on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Matt Malachi. He's going to roast you guys. <laughs> Replace us with Malachi. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to the Rap Chat Podcast. Uh, Sam and Elias are gone. We have Malachi, Malachi Flynn in today. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't get any playing time, so it's time to podcast. Six games <laughs> practice. <laughs> um, Very funny, Sam. <laughs> So Gary has a has a nice uh, weird tough one foot turnaround shot. Oh um, yeah. Scotty's being aggressive in the fourth, which I really like to see. He's going in strong. He has a couple more dunks. Fred another big three, being clutch as per usual. And he did not shoot well though. He shot pretty game. good this game. Who? Bruh. Who? Fred. Fred. I, thought he, oh, I thought he was yelling. Yeah, like oh, he was like he was four for eleven. It's like not thirty six. That's like no, it's what he's shooting all on the year pretty much. Mm, I feel like I noticed a. a a dip in his consistency. I think of Pascal Siakam. No, I was this definitely Fred. Was, was like, weren't sure. you just talking? Four for eleven. Weren't you just talking about how like he's been more consistent this year? Yes, that was the first game. Oh, where oh, I noticed oh. Like, this, this game was a dip. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I thought you meant the season. No, <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought I thought he was a little bit. Um, we can get into that after. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, well, he's in clutch anyway. So he had a really nice clutch shot, and then um, this happened. So we're going back and forth at the end of this game with uh, a bunch of missed shots, honestly, but. Um, it's a tie game at this point, I believe. I'm going to double check because that's important yeah. to the story. Yeah, um, yeah. It was um, a tie game. I'm just going to double yeah, check. Yeah, it was a tie game. Yep, yep. It was uh, okay, 80, 86, 86, I believe, or something like that. No, yeah. Yeah, 86, it was because Pascal had yep. one, or Gary had one free throw. Yep. Okay, so yeah. So Gary misses a step back. Chris Boucher gets the offensive rebound, kicks it to Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet misses the three. Scotty Barnes gets the offensive mm, rebound again. Right. Kicks to Fred. Fred to Gary. Gary ices the game mm-hmm. for us. Big three. That was huge, going crazy, huge, man. Huge three. And, and then, it was like a, it was a nice three. Yeah. Really and nice, and yeah. our defense was outstanding to end the game. We showed a lot of yeah. heart. Really nice um, possession by they, Pascal and Randall at the end there. Yeah, they didn't score in the last two minutes, the Knicks. And uh, that was it. We won. Gary Trent Jr. had 24 points, five from seven from three. Scotty, 12 points, career high, 15 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, two steals. Fred, 17 points, 11 assists, six rebounds. Pascal, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on Pascal for this game. He it was he just shot, a jump shot wasn't falling. Yeah, he yeah. shot, he shot three for 18. And the, but the, he's the been shot through, selection was fine. It was, was great. great. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he just missed shots. He's been really good he recently. So it's all yeah. good. His defense is great. He had 13 and 12 this game. And Boucher, not bad, 14 points, eight rebounds. Chris has been playing, man. He's playing with yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's being more aggressive. One thing that we've talked about too. Is that he's he's focusing on cutting man. Yeah. His exactly. cutting is actually doing him yeah. such a favor because he's getting himself open and even if he's not he's not scoring, he either is getting fouled or he is kicking the ball out to actually create something else for, to happen. For, for as much as we um, you know, like to bag on bug, Chris. Yeah, but like one thing he's really good at on offense is finding those little spaces mm-hmm. and finding those. Because he's lanes. an awkward person. Yeah, like like he just finds his way, man. Yeah. Like it's it's weird. Yeah. But but uh, I really hope he keeps doing more of what he's been doing. This I like is exactly what you need him to do. Take mm-hmm. let him two threes a game. Sure, I'll let you shoot two threes a game, Chris. Yep. not five. Yeah, like, get not some six. offensive rebounds, get some dunks, yes. play some solid defense, and cut man, move. Cut. Like yeah. I think that's one of the, the one of the hardest things that we've seen with the, with Chris this year too is that Chris was just not moving. Yeah. Like he would just stay there, and he would stay at the top of the three point line, just yeah. there, like just setting screens, and then just like popping. rolling off of the yeah, pop, like popping off of them, like not doing anything. It's like Chris, man, and then getting out of the three point line, getting ready to 
shoot the ball. I'm like, Chris, man, like, well, that's not your game, bro. Like, there's that one time when Scott was trying to tell him to cut. Yeah, and he, yeah, went, yeah. And he, he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and this guy's like moving closer to him. He's like, cut, cut. And he's like, oh. yeah, Chris, if you're a forty percent three point shooter. Great, sure. stay out there. Mm-hmm. But, you're, but not, you're shooting so. like ten percent. Yeah. yeah. So get on to like the a rim. lot of shots. So. And there's a lot of good passes on the, on this team. They'll find you. Yeah, yeah. They will, exactly. Um, so do you want to go back to the Thunder game because I think Elias wants yeah. to uh, I, I take the stage a little bit here. I would love to rant a little bit. So the key takeaway from this one is so coach. I would yeah so I would love so Nick Nurse we're gonna have a little talk right now (laughs) (laughs) I think so I don't this is kind of a hot take right now I think Nick Nurse is an overrated coach in the NBA I still love him I still love him I still I still I still think uh I still think he's a great coach but I think that championship year gave him a lot of leeway to make some bad decisions and no one cares about it sure so and this game and this game this game is an example of that so in crunch time we, uh, especially the last shot is what I'm mostly focused on. You're like white-knuckling so the mic. Yeah. You're just like so pissed. <laughs> so, yeah, just so, uh, like when I was passing the chips to Sam yesterday, yeah. hey, yo, bro, yeah, yeah, have some, bro. It's like crunching yeah. the wall. <laughs> I think I'm good. You're like, nah, man. He's like, you're sure? <laughs> um, no, so Nick Nurse, so we call timeout to make this last play to try and win this game against Oklahoma City right. Thunder. Mm-hmm. Not a good defensive team, by the way. Um... He, instead of giving the ball to Pascal Siakam, who was being guarded by bad defenders, Darius Baisley's not a good defender. Go to the free throw line. Yeah. And Shea was he, literally guarding him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for Pascal, was hitting free throws that game, too. Like, he yeah, was shooting well. Yeah. Um, so, he had that option. Even give it to Scotty and let him go down low. Gary, even. Gary, like. even. But we give the ball to the smallest guy on the floor. So, OKC's backcourt. Uh, Giddy, I believe, is 6'5". And Shea's 6'6". Or taller, even. Or, yeah, yeah. Or in Shea's 6'6". For him, lead is... Six foot one listed. Mm. We know it's not true. We know he's five five. And <laughs> and and Nick Nurse says, "Give the ball to Fred Van Vliet, and Fred, you go score." Fred didn't is have not, a good game. Fred, no, no, no and and Fred is not a. He had a. I'm gonna comment on Fred a little bit here too. But uh, so he says, "Go score, Fred." And Fred is not. Fred is probably the worst interior scorer in, in that lineup at that point. That's I'd ra- true. I'd rather yeah, I'd rather absolutely. give it to Gary for pull up mid range. Mm-hmm. I'd rather give it to Pascal who's driving. I'd rather give it to Scotty in the post. So we give it I to think Fred Pascal driving in would have been our best bet yeah. because at least he could have probably gotten this as a foul. Yeah. Line, yeah. So Nick Nurse, like, why would Nick Nurse say that? I just don't understand how an NBA coach yeah. can make that decision in that time. Of, and like Pascal, that's Pascal's the obvious option. And he point. was playing well, and he was he was playing very well. And it's just yeah. like, and what's for, if we need a three? Sure, give it to Fred. We didn't need a three. But even if we needed a three, M- Pascal yeah. could have taken it, got doubled, and kicked yes, it. Yes, exactly. To Fred or exactly. Mm. The, ba- the fact that we gave the we had eight seconds on the clock. The fact we said, well, "Here, yeah, Fred, exactly, go score, yeah. run a play, yeah. man." And there's another thing that I've noticed all year: we do not, we barely run plays. No, no we, we barely run plays. plays. We look like the Clippers from a couple years ago, whereas when uh, or not the Clippers, the uh, the Thunder, when Russ Westbrook and Paul George were there, mm. all they would do all year is just let Russ, Russ and Paul George do what they want. That's right. what we look like this year. We don't have those two guys on our team. Yeah, we, we don't have like a set. Like we do like out of bounds plays. Yeah, um, and that's it. But not but like a. We don't. We don't. We don't. Fred doesn't bring the ball. means call one or two or right, anything like right. that. You know, we just we just pass cut, pass cut, pass cut. And actually, to build on this, this is a this is a point that I wanted to make too. Was that man? We have been seeing some just crazy consistency out of Gary, and it pisses me off how we're not working to get him open. It seems like he's yeah, the like sole some, person some who is creating his own shot. Yeah. And yet, and like, look at that game in the in the in the Nick game. He scored 20, 24 24. points. Mm-hmm. Twenty four points, and that was a quiet twenty four. Yeah. I honestly five think for seven we, from three. Dude, if we would have spent the game actually trying to get him open, we he could have racked up at 30, 30 something so points. So here's, sure. here's another point I want to make. So after the game, 
we asked they asked Nick Nurse why they put Champagne in the game at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said because oh, yeah. no one else was playing their role. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Boucher had a good game. I thought Boucher was good that game. Yeah. Watch Nobby was, like was good. Watch Nobby was good. He was doing his doing thing. Good, yeah. so, no, no, I, I wasn't upset Champagne was in the game. I was no. honest the game. I wasn't upset about it. But the fact that he said that he's putting everybody else down, he does not play to our players' strengths. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't run plays for Speed to come off screens and try and shoot. Right. You know. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't play to our guy's strengths. He says, "Go out there and let Fred do his thing." Yeah, I can't remember the last time Pascal got a play run for him. Exactly. Almost every time Pascal's asked to create, and they just go, "All right." And score. then I'm like, questioning, like, what is he doing as a coach yeah. right now? And our defense, he's never adjusts our defense. Right. If OKC, OKC is making their shots. They're wide open all the time. By the way, all these shots are wide mm-hmm. open. You should be able to make it. Uh, you should make an adjustment. In the game, and say like, okay, they're making the shots, so push up more. Nope. There's one creator on the on the on the Thunder. Yeah, so it, it, I just don't understand what he's actually doing as a coach for us right now. He's not making the right. He's not, and he's he's. It's like he's playing with us as a winning team, but also understanding that we're not a winning team. Mm. He's saying like, oh, go win this game, but at the same time, it's like he's made points to note, like he understands that we're not going to win this year. Right. I just don't understand what his philosophy is. I don't understand yeah. what his I, I, vision it's is with this team. And, and, and the, whole it's so un- or the way he coaches so unorthodox. Yeah. And it's the things he says. Like I understand trying to light some fire under guys' asses, but saying none of those guys are playing their roles. No, you don't have. You don't give them yeah. a role. They don't have a role because you don't give them one. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, fair yeah, enough. That's that's a great point. My so one of my favorite coaches in the in the NBA is Tyron Lue. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best. Adjustment and X's and O's kind of guys. I used to not really like him, but this year he's been amazing. Yeah, and last year he was really good. He and was. I was watching a couple breakdowns on Tyron Lue, and like they've got one main I player. Think you right? should, I think you send us and one. Paul George. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and they love to run these Actually, plays. Actually, yeah, you watched a video on the uh, yeah. Rap Chat account. So oh. I went to our history, and there was some Tyron Lue stuff, I think, there. <laughs> At least I, I, I think so. I, I watch him all the time. So, and he, he they run a lot of stuff because Paul George is their main option, and he runs most of the stuff, goes through Paul George. Mm-hmm. But they As do so should. many creative things where they. Send them off picks and then have another pick that's sent after where like there's a guy rolling to the rim and I feel like I forget if it was you that sent me or I just saw it myself but it was the it was that one play where um oh, it was like they had Hartenstein was yeah, involved that was it that, did you think you yeah that, Hartenstein right? rolled to the rim on the second time yeah because yeah. the first time they saw that he had double and it didn't work out so yeah. like okay so they're gonna double here so Hartenstein be wide open to hit Hartenstein yeah like, they I, just, time I, wish, I wish we could see just I think part of that is lacking shooting because it's hard I think to run plays. Like Gary is our one. Uh, Gary and Fr- I just I we, I want to like run stuff with like Gary like and Fred, Fred as off ball shooters. Fred, like, Gary, yeah, and, too, yeah. Fred, Gary, and OG are all above average shooters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why, why can't so, we just set, set a couple pin downs for Gary and then the guy who sets the pin down screen is Pascal or Scotty. They roll to the rim and then they get trapped and they make a decision and find OG. Mm-hmm. Like, just, it just so feels like the simplest solutions yeah. to these <laughs> offensive like, blasts I, and defensive blasts. You need to run ISOs, right? You're going to run Pascal ISOs when he's got the advantage, or but not all game. And that's what he's been doing. So we're doing like I feel like Nick Nurse is saying, "Okay, Fred, call this play." He's just saying, "Like, okay, Fred, go." Well, it's tough too because I feel like the guys might feel as though there's no direction. There's yeah. no, there's exactly. no, there's and like, no goal or focused area of things that we're trying to do. It's just like go out there and create. And do we've your seen, thing. And we've it's seen, just like, well, we've seen a lot recently where guys are coming to the Raptors uh, as like bench players and then ruining their careers. Like Aaron Baines, he had a great year in, in Phoenix. Yeah, he came to the Raptors last career. year, and and he came to the Raptors the year after. Worst, he was he, really he, bad. Though. He was really bad, but also. We weren't doing anything for, to, for his advantage. We weren't. Right. We weren't doing. We weren't playing around. Like don't play around Aaron Baines. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing anything to compliment his game. Mm. We're, we're replacing. We're trying to replace Marcus Saul. So we're saying, that, okay, do what Marcus Saul did. It's right. like, that's not who he right. is. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So it, I think he's asking way too much of guys who aren't that. Like he's asking. Uh, I think mean, that was the problem with um, um, Pascal at one point because it was almost like they were like, okay, go do what Kawhi did. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, well, he's not Kawhi. That's not Kawhi, yeah. man. He can't. And um, this is the problem with Dwayne Casey. That's why we fired him because his rotations were god awful. Yeah. And Nick Nurse is kind of starting to have bad rotations. The rotations and, are and he's not. He's making no big game adjustments. It was another knock on Dwayne Casey. So he didn't change things mid game. Nick Nurse is changing nothing to give mid game. If the if the Thunder are hitting shots, so like I understand before the game saying let the Thunder shoot because they are they are listed as the 30th worst three point shooting team in the NBA. Yep. So he's like let them shoot, but they're making all their shots. So. And he doesn't change anything. Right. We yeah. have to. We have to have He's backup just plans. He's gonna be like, well, hopefully they stop. You know. What yeah. I mean? We have to have backup plans that kind of thing. And they don't. We, they don't have any interior scores. Right. So play up on them more. It's yeah, fine. They've got one guy and who it's can like, consistently get into the paint. <clears throat> yeah. When we play teams that are shooting teams, like the Warriors, you know what I mean? Like, how do we expect to guard them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we need some practice. We need some shifting. We need guys to get a, used to the feeling of adjusting on the on the floor. Yeah. And and, uh, and I just feel like Nick is so stubborn with this <clears throat> stuff, man. Like he just doesn't want to change things like that. And it's it, it it's not. I don't think it's a good coaching well, habit. Well, to be honest, I do. I do. I do agree that I think Nick Nurse is a little bit of an overrated coach, just because. Listen, man. Like we had Kawhi Leonard on our twenty nineteen championship Kyle team. Yeah, like, like, and, like, and to be, to be like, fair, to be fair, he did do a lot of creative things that helped us win oh, that championship. Yeah, like the Boston sure. one thing, that was a genius but thing. But we yeah. would have never won that championship without Kawhi. No, like, without, there's no, no. fucking without, without way, Marcus man. Without Marcus we wouldn't have won that no, championship. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a chance. No. I think uh, I think he's. if we didn't win that championship this year, I think he would be in the hot seat sometimes. Interesting. I think, yeah. be, I think there'd be more talk. I, of, think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. think he'd be fired right now. But I think I think there'd be more talk so Nick Nurse being in the hot seat. So then what do you... How do you... How? Where do you see Nick Nurse's... Um, you know, kind of career with the Raptors going then, for at least from your perspective. Um, I mean, it really depends on the next couple of years and just how it goes. Do you think he'll be still with the team for the next few years? Yeah, he just. I, I think. I think. I think. I think he'll be with the team for a long time. You think so? Honest. Yeah, but until we get like same thing with Dwayne Casey, he was with the team for a long time until we realized we couldn't win a championship with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that could happen again if we get to a point where we think Nick Nurse won't it win a championship. It would just suck to waste so much time and talent. Like, oh, well, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be to the point where we're not going to. I still think he's a way above our NBA coach. Yes, I, I'm not. I know. I think he's still top ten coach. In yeah, the NBA, oh yeah, for sure. And like, I would argue like maybe like top seven or something. Yeah, because like, I, I, one but, thing like because I think Eric Spolsch is probably one of the best. He's probably the best coach. Eric Spolsch is the best coach for me. Um, and he's always had a thing where like he's had so many different styles of teams, mm-hmm. and he can he changes his play style to his team. Yes. Yeah, and, and you know the, like the Heat team is different style. specifically because Kyle Lowry plays on the team. The Heat this year are very different than the Heat and last year. Solskjaer also coached the big three Heatles, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. like he's changed yeah. in the, those years when it was like Dwayne Wade and Josh Richardson and mm-hmm. they were like there's a He like just I feel like Nick Nurse hasn't played to our, our team's strength our players' mm-hmm. strengths yeah. at all. Yeah. And I just really feel like he needs to change something like that because yeah, I think he's still trying to play like the team we were when we won a championship. He wants to play like Nick Nurse style basketball, yeah. not what the team is designed yeah. to play. Yeah. You, you should incorporate both Nick Nurse's yes. d- yeah, principles sure. with also, okay, how do we maximize our talent? Do you think that they're like t- talking about this with him at no. the front no. office? No, well, no, no. no. no I I'm, yeah, I'm sure so. there's a lot of conversation about everything with the front office because. Uh, like there's always, there's always, more, there's always more talks. like front office rumors than they are. Well, there's always, there's always like I'm sure Masai said things to Nick Nurse this year that he didn't like when he saw. Like that's, I think that's what happens to everybody. Um, and also like to be fair, Nick Nurse, he is a, he is still a new NBA head coach. Yeah, he is. You know, it's um, his fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna, I don't want to go too crazy yeah. with it. But give him but some criticism. You know yeah, what I mean? Like no one, de- no one lives what life without complete criticism. I don't, I don't think. I think a lot of the, the the decisions he makes are very questionable, especially this season. It's, it's been a bit like yeah, and this like that and that that Sorry, guys. like I've noticed that kind of all year, but I was like really hesitant to, to talk about it because I 
because again, I give him leeway right. from that championship. Right. I think everybody does. Um, then that that play called end of the Thunder game, it seems so basic. Just give it to Pascal. But I think sometimes I feel like Nick Nurse thinks he's like thinking way more uh like big brain like galaxy yeah, brain he, yeah he's like he's like, he's like we time. could do the obvious thing go to pascal but they won't see fred coming you know yeah, like but that's the thing like that. let, let, let me say problem. one that's that exactly yeah. the problem like it is such an obvious play clear out let pascal get to the mid-range <laughs> yeah if he's not doubled he's been hitting the shot all game if he's doubled give it to gary give it to gary yeah or you have fred or gary yeah. and he picks yeah. one. Oh. well you can even do fred's, you can fred's even a do great like catch a, and shooter like he, you yes. can do a, a, like an off-ball screen from like boucher or something boucher gives yeah. like gary an off-ball screen, down screen yeah down yeah. screen and, and then comes off fred, and then there he is fred had a i think it was four or five from three in the fourth quarter so like you, if, if you're all to, catch and shoot, yeah, exactly. So if you give it to Pascal and it doesn't work out, you have yeah. you have Gary, Gary Fred there. You have Gary, Gary hardly there. dribbles. Like almost, no, he never dribbles. Like, like no. unless some pull up mid range. Yeah, unless pull up mid range or dribbles. maybe goes in for yeah, a little exactly. floater. But like yeah, most of the time when I see Gary with the ball, it's one dribble or like a two yeah. dribbles or something, and then he's got yeah. the ball. Is that still, that's still one thing he has to work on, right? Is his handle a bit? Yeah. Um, but I would love like what if Pascal was the ball handler, Fred or Gary set the screen for him, they flared off for three. If they load up on Pascal, he kicks it to mm -hmm. the three-point shooter, yep. and then they can attack. And Pascal would shoot. do that. Yes, yes Pascal's totally. Like, like, oh, so many yeah, better I, I, I thought like when I saw the inbound play, him like um, Fred give it to Pascal. I'm like, oh, okay, they're gonna clear it up for Pascal. Yeah. So and like, even, what's happening? But before uh, before the, uh, the the play, like when they called timeout, uh, Matt and I think it was Alvin, whoever was on the call with yeah. Matt, um, said, "Well, you, you definitely give it to Pascal yeah. here," and then they didn't. But they didn't criticize Nick Nurse, right? Yeah, and and that's that's, that's what I mean when people give him leeway. I feel right. like no one criticizes Nick Nurse at all. Yeah, so well, like he won us a championship. <laughs> I don't know how much journalistic freedom they have to criticize yeah. Nick Nurse. Yeah, you're right. But um, that's one thing that we enjoy over here at the Rap Chat Podcast about being independent <laughs> is that <laughs> we can say whatever the fuck we want. So I'm fuck Nick Nurse. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm no, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, um, Luke's like paid it. off. I'm Malachi Flynn. Yeah, <laughs> you're not independent, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I should probably check that transfer. See if it yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you guys want to get on to the your thoughts on the next game? Money. Yeah, let's talk more about the next game. But um, yeah, no, just Nick Nurse, be a little better, please. Just okay. <laughs> just one more thing. Oh, the reason the, that really bothered me because right now the East also so close in the yeah. standings. It's like mm. this win would help us so much, and like uh. at the end of the year we'll look back on this. We could be out of the plan by one game, right. and it's like this, yeah. this, that that one play cost yeah. it. But we would have won the game if Pascal got the ball. I'm I'm almost can't. I, I at, so at least too. at least if you lose. You go, you know what? We gave that, it our best shot. That was the best shot. Yeah, that was the best call. But whereas when we give it to Fred, it's like that was not the I, best I would much rather Pascal. And he just, threw, he just threw it up with his left well, hand. Well, also, yeah. I honestly think that, like, that is not good for Fred. Because, no, of course because not. Because even Fred can... Either, either one of two things hap happens. Fred gets frustrated and is just like, you know... He's he's pissed off, and mm -hmm. you just don't really want him to be pissed off because then he's not making the most the greatest decisions. And that's honestly one thing that I, th that's another thing that I did see out of Fred in the OKC game that I wasn't super happy about was um, his decision making. Yeah. I, it, was, I, it was a I, weird game for I, him. He, I felt like he took the ball too much. I was like, okay, Fred, you're not really hitting shots, man. Like you need to start giving the ball to other another, players and creating for other guys. A problem I noticed that Fred this game I wanted to bring up also uh, that reminded me. Um, Games like this when you're playing against bad teams, I've noticed this with Fred this season and like in the past, but more this season because he's more of our leader now that yeah. Kyle's gone. Yeah. As he, he's like our new Kyle in the sense of being the leader, right? Yes, totally. So um, I find with games, he doesn't take it seriously. I fit, the first mm. three quarters, I don't think he was taking the game seriously until the fourth quarter came around. And that reflects on the whole team because he's our leader. So what Fred does, the team does, essentially. 
Um, so the first three quarters, Fred was not taking it seriously. He's taking dumb shots. He wasn't making good passes. He mm-hmm. turned the ball over. Lou Dort was just all over him. Yeah, yeah. And then and but he he was. And it's like the let, smart basketball play is to give it up, man. Yeah, and exactly. Give the ball to Gary. Yeah, yo. And, he wasn't, and he wasn't. You have no <laughs> idea how many times this game I was like white knuckling my God, brother Gary. But uh, so it's just, it's so I've noticed oh, that with Fred wow. where uh, his decision making. I really hope. Really just, he does, he's not taking this thing this stuff seriously. But then when the fourth quarter comes around, he's like, oh shit, we're losing to yeah. OKC. Yeah. I start taking it seriously, should, yeah. and the whole team takes it seriously, but it's too late. Yeah, right? it, it, you know? it's hard to turn it on when you've got a guy defending you like Lou Dort. Exactly, right? and, you, and you have to understand. You have to understand that. Yeah. You have to be like, okay, it's Gary's, it's Gary's game, it's Scotty's game, yes. you know, it's Pascal's yeah. yes. game. Well, and yeah, it's. I feel like we're still we're still working out a lot of kinks, and also oh, yeah. I think another we'll another challenge is the fact that we are still I think we're still struggling to play at home. I think we're still struggling to play in Toronto and and get mm-hmm. used to the fans and the crowd and everything. I think because. You think about it, you know, Kyle was with the team for so long mm-hmm. and he provided such a stable and steady environment that that worked super well with the fans and everything. Whereas these he, guys he are the, just getting to know the Toronto fans. He was man. the uh, he was the guy that leveled everybody out. You know, after the first yeah. quarter, the guys. I'm, I'm also the problem with the fans, man, while we're on it. Not the fans, but the organization. They've made the ticket prices so expensive that That's I not found real that Raptors the games. They're, they're not. No. And they're I feel like homies. it's it's not as intense as it was in the years before. And people, because people can't afford tickets the same way anymore because yeah. of COVID, and they've raised the prices so much. That's why you see like Jurassic Park is so crazy, right? Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's real Raptors fans, yeah. right? It's normal people. Yeah. And I feel like Scotiabank has lost That's that a little bit. That's a great point, Sam. It's it's yeah. not the same. It's all the it's all the rich white fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's same as like in uh, the Chase Arena or Chase Center Chase in Center, yeah. San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Because they priced right. out all the they priced yeah. out all the Oakland all the yeah. Oakland who've have been fans for forty years or however long they've been there, mm-hmm. right? And it's just not the same vibe. And it's uh, true, man. That's, 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 and that's, tragic, and that's man. why you see like Milwaukee's diehard fans their ch- their tickets are cheaper. Yeah, you know, yeah. In Portland too, like you see like they have there's a lot of diehard Portland fans. Yeah, and they're there all they're there all the time. You know, but also the problem. Is, is that being the only Canadian team and not being able to play in Canada for the past little while has probably caused a bit of a deficit in terms of profits. Oh, right? oh they, I'm they, sure. They, they had some economic issues. Yeah, sure. and, and, and it, like it's, it's it's like at the end of the day, though, it is making the games less exciting. And I th- I'm glad you uh, brought that up, Sam, because I did notice a weird vibe with the crowds. Of not as high. Friday night Knicks game should just be like, going like yeah like, man like, like I, dude when i went to like a raptors game in like 2017 uh it was against portland and the place was crazy i went man. to uh it was the championship year i went to their last home game of the year against miami and they went to overtime yeah. and the, it was it was fucking crazy yeah man the, the intensity was out, out of this world yeah it's just like it's, it's real raptors fans right people that exactly. want to watch who actually care about the game yeah. right I, I, I didn't even I'm, really know much yeah. about the whole price thing. That makes a ton of yeah. sense. I, I understand the courtside guys being the rich people because right. you know like, yeah. they they, they get invited like, and stuff like that. It's the whole but it's 200 whole, level, right? Yeah. Like it's, so that's it's a little bit disappointing. It is. Yeah. It's not. It's not brutal. I would no, say it's no, it's brutal, not brutal. But, but, but it's, it's not as it's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah, and um, it's tough also being the only Canadian team in the NBA too, right? Yeah. Like who else do, any, do Canadians have to cheer for? Yeah, right. So, depends so many fans. You guys want to move on to the Knicks? Yeah. I don't have much like many big things to take away from this one, especially because if we're starting to get a little time yeah, um, consumed here. But uh, our, our, I just, our scoring was really bad after yeah. the first quarter. We had 59 points in the last three quarters. We were only made 21 shots in the past three quarters. So um, that's a problem, but you know it is what it is. Man, shout out to Scotty Barnes. Off-ball defense, Barnes. man. Okay, His so rotations were just Scottie insane. Scotty played well so, both games. Yeah. Man. Like, um, he's just such a... He's, consi- he's, so he's playing good, every man. Game. So um, good. Something I, uh, I... So after the game... 
we they only, we held them to 87 points. It was like, wow, our defense really picked it up. Yeah. I checked the defensive standings, um, like the defensive rating standings. We are now in the 15th spot. Nice. But the three teams above us are all less than one point per game. Above us. Mm. Yeah. So we're we're Fighting in that, for that we're in that 12th yeah. around 12 to 15th range. I think I think it's huge. starting we're to like up. I oh and this is one something I wanted to mention as well. I think that uh, in the second half of the year when we start playing more of the Western Conference teams, um, like less because we've been playing a lot of the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference for for a while and it's been getting really fucking. <sighs> a lot of Indiana playing the same people <laughs> Washington. in Washington, the Celtics and. Um, playing all these games against Eastern Conference teams. Once we start playing, I think, more consistently against some of the Western Conference teams, and they're a little bit worse. Worse, yeah. Um, I think that it's an opportunity for us to strengthen our defense and really start to show those teams, you know, and start to come back to the East, right? Because it gives us confidence, right? So when we can play those worse teams with good defense, bring us some of that defensive strength and confidence back to the Eastern Conference where we can play tougher for Eastern Conference teams like the Bucs. Mm-hmm. Um with uh with better more aggressive and more um solidified defense mm-hmm. right yeah um yeah right. man but i think like the defense looks so good like scotty and pascal on the front court they have a really good like, defensive like, dynamic oof. going right now like the same thing okay see yeah. their defense was they have a great dynamic going on yeah defense. it was uh fred's always good on defense and uh i think boucher hasn't you know he's never gonna be good but his mistakes he didn't make many mistakes nope so shout out to chris boucher man yeah good right. good two games for chris yeah all right Top 10 shooting list guard time. time. List time. All right. Okay. Let's do, Let's do it. it, man. I'm excited. Um, so, so we did our top 10 point guards last Sunday, and that's something we're kind of doing on Sundays now, a little bit of a different format. Mm-hmm. Um, it's More relaxed yeah. NBA. I would like to get back to some questions because I feel like we should yeah. get some questions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've, got uh, a good, I've got a good question for um, Wednesday's or Thursday's pod. Mm-hmm. Right. I forget today's Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I know. yeah. yeah. Um, today's Monday. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, when, when, <laughs> know, the, when the listeners are hearing this, um, the viewers. So, yeah, we are on to our top 10 shooting guards list. Um, oh, yeah, don't, don't look at my list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I, let's, uh, I didn't see it, but I just don't want to see it. Get right into it? Well, yes, and my, so. my list yeah. I just made <laughs> because I, well, I wasn't, like, fully aware that which what we were doing this Sunday. So uh, my list is just a top five of point guard of shooting guards I like watching. Same, mm-hmm. same idea as your uh, point guard uh, list. Yeah. Five, five. Yeah. Um, all right, who's your uh, 10 allies? All right, <laughs> my number ten shooting guard in the NBA right now is Terry Rozier. Same. Really? Yeah. Yes. Scary okay. Terry, man. One of my favorite yes. players in the okay. league. Oh, I Rozier! <laughs> oh, Terry. scary Terry! <laughs> Make that a soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> Random Terry Rozier. <laughs> oh, Terry! <laughs> that was the Kevin Durant dunk. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I think we're the exact same people on our top ten. Then I feel like. I think so too. It was pretty I, easy so, to get ten So guys. I. So our, for the last spot, I was between Terry Rozier, Karis LeVert, and Colin Sexton. Oh, but you have different lists. Oh, we do? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My, my number 10, cool. I was between Terry Rozier and Tyler Hero. Oh. Um, just because my only reason I didn't, didn't put Tyler Hero on my list. Oh, wait, he was, he, was on, he was on my consideration too. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's because I didn't need, I, didn't, I haven't seen um, Hero. Enough like, I haven't seen him do it enough. Yeah, yeah like, last sure. year was really bad for him. So, yeah. I mean, by the end of the year, he'll probably be on here. Yeah. Terry Rozier, though, man, like, he's just, I love his fit. With that Hornets team, yeah, he's, Lamelo he's, uh, isn't a great shot creator yet. He's really playing his role too, yeah. I find. Because um, I, th- I, th- I thought when they got Lamelo, there'd be a lot of, uh, I guess, clashing there with right. the ball handling. But he's literally playing off the ball and letting Lamelo do his thing, yeah. which I think is really great. Um, and he's playing his role fantastically. He's he's hitting clutch shots. Yeah. Um, Last year, his fourth quarter numbers were just absurd. They were crazy. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Yeah, no, he's been all great. All right, so Numero nine. Um, 
My number nine is Colin Sexton. Wait, so you guys have the same number ten? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I love Colin Sexton. Um, oh, you don't have this guy on your list, I don't think. I, I must not. Um, oh, wow. Colin Sexton's one of my uh, favorite young scorers in the league. I love... I, last year, his scoring numbers were... I think he averaged almost 24 points a game on close to 50% shooting. Um, I think for what he is, people expect him to be something more, but it's just a... I think a, he's definitely underrated. A really nice scorer. Uh, I really like him. I hope he gets healthy and he can get a decent contract. Kind of mm-hmm. sucks getting hurt in a contract year. Um, I don't love his fit next to Garland, and I don't think that's... I think he's done on the Cavs, yeah, bro. honestly. His fits are trash, bro. <laughs> can't yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's not eight. That's why he's not number eight. Yeah. yeah, he can't dress. Fuck. Um, wow. But Colin Sexton, man, I, I just love how he score, scores the ball. And his passing's got a lot better. All right, my number nine is Gary Trent Jr. Whoa, he made your list? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. He was he's one of the honorable mentions. So. He's a very... Uh, his defense is incredible. He's sure. incredible. All the, we've talked about Gary yeah. on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> I won't get too in-depth, but... Um, no, the reason I, I put him in over Sexton was because uh, last year also Sexton, the games he did play before yeah, he got hurt was not, was not no. good. Um, and Gary this year has been uh, incredibly incredible defensively. Colin Sexton is not good defensively, in my no, opinion. No, he, sh- he, sh- he tries. Yeah, yeah. He does, you can see it. He tries. Yeah. He's not but super he's athletic. Not, no, he's so. not athletic. Um, he can score, and that's it. I think Gary's more dynamic. And that's also why I put him above Terry Rozier. Just because mm. um, I, uh, I think Terry's very clutch. I think his scoring is great. But outside of that, he doesn't do much. Um, Gary on offense only scores. He doesn't do much else other than that. But his defense is incredible, and that's why I put him on there. Yeah, uh, Gary was on my honorable mentions. I just had to see Gary me for a little bit longer. By the end of the year, he'll probably be on there. Sure. Yeah, just with a guy like Colin Sexton, I've seen him for like two years now. Yeah. Um, Gary, and you see, see a little that's bit fair. longer. Uh, the reason, yeah, like I said, the, the defense really put it on yeah. uh, in there for me. And him and Terry are really close. All right. This is where it starts to get a little bit... Uh, Harder, I guess. I think there might be like a tier switch here. Than yeah, yeah. Spot. These are the top eight are more like the yeah. guys you elite you, members. These of are the society. guys of the shooting guards. These, are, these are the guys you really you really take account for yeah. when you're playing against. Them. Oh, I'm actually surprised Gary Trent made your list, man. I, I wasn't really? uh, expecting that. Really? No, I just uh, I, I'm surprised he didn't make your list. I no, thought he would. I, my my last cut was Tyler Hero. And I don't. I think people might take that as a biased pick. I really. I right, watch no. a lot of the NBA, man. Like I, I think Gary. Uh, I rather have Gary on my team than Colin Sexton. Yeah, he, he's a good. Sure. He's a good support. Much better supporting piece. Yeah, and just, I just, I think what he does, he brings so much positivity to. Like he doesn't. I don't. I don't see much emptiness in Gary Trent. I don't like. Right. I don't look. I don't see any negativity in his in his game. Colin Sexton is a lot. I, I feel is missing from his game. Right. So yep. that's that's my reasoning. <laughs> emptiness. That's an interesting <laughs> word to choose. That's a really deep whenever, word. Yeah. Whenever I, yeah, whenever I, I just feel so I just so empty. I just see his emptiness and his is this philosophy his or NBA philosophy? His lack of a sharpened face. Yeah. What? Like stone. He reminds me of stone, like a marble carving. Stone face, Colin. Oh, you wrote a poem about about Colin Sexton. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys. If you have time, I do have a poem. Marble quartz frame, <laughs> hollow right. on the uh, on the inside. All right, who's your number? My eight? number eight is CJ McCollum. Me too. Me too. Oh me my too. God. Yeah. Okay. Watched the same list. Uh, CJ, um, he does one thing. Re- well, he's a really good scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, three-ish, three-level scorer. He's got an amazing mid-range. I would shot. say three-level scorer. Um, consistently not shooting near forty percent from three. Yep, not athletic. Nope. Can play make though. Can be a point guard for stretches. Um, he's a he's a the the same way. Just because we're a Raptors podcast, I'm just going to pair it to Gary. He's a he's he's the same shot creator in the sense of Gary is, but he does it to a higher degree. Yeah. and is more efficient with it. Yeah, so. and uh, then he, but he doesn't give you anything on defense. I think CJ McCollum. I'm would starting play. to think your list is just Gary Trent Jr. eight yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> your ten Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. So my if he was on the uh, Warriors, Gary Trent Jr. So my number seven is Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> 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 um, wow, really? Okay, well, mine's Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> 
um, I think CJ would get maybe a little bit more. I want to see him on Philly. I would like him a little bit more if he would ha- like if he wasn't next to Dame. Yes. I feel like his skill set's a little bit reductive, like next to Dame, right? Because they do, the they do a lot of the same, same things. things so yeah. and Dame does it better. Yeah. So he ultimately, I think it'd be cool seeing him on like Philly. Or, yeah, like where where his skill set's appreciated a little bit more. Yeah, I think he they need to trade him anyway just to get more balance. Oh, on they the they better trade him. Soon um, it's not working. Like he does. He where would score. he go? I think Philly's Philly. a fun fit for yeah. him. Mm. I can, for Ben I can, Simmons. Who would yeah, they for Ben Simmons? Oh, for ben. Yeah. Because yeah. then Ben Simmons and Dame, like that's a yeah. interesting duo. I love that. Ben at the one, Dame playing more off ball. Yeah. Or or like or, or Dame is the one and Ben Simmons that's is the like, four. Yeah. Yep. Like interesting. Mm, that actually would be cool. Yeah. Mm. Norm at the two. Yeah, mm. I think Norm needs to be a two. He's too small for He is too small. Yeah. Um all right. This uh So number seven. Number seven. I had okay, go ahead. My number seven is Anthony Edwards. Okay, so we differ here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so Anthony Edwards for me, um, he's playing great this season, but I haven't seen it enough yet. Right. I haven't seen. He's last year he had a bunch of inconsistent. He was really inconsistent last year. This year he's been more consistent, but his also shooting isn't fantastic. No. Um, like his efficiency, I mean, um, defense isn't really there yet. I think it will be yes eventually, but right now it's not there. And uh, I just think the guys above him bring more to the table right now than Anthony Edwards does. I, I love Anthony Edwards. He's like me too. One of my favorite players in the league. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. I, I agree, but right yeah right yeah. now I think uh six How guys old is above he? Like twenty two or well, twenty one? I think twenty. Yeah. Maybe twenty. Man. Is he twenty? I think he's, he's twenty one at this point. Um. He's Anthony. 21, bro, for sure. <laughs> uh, Anthony Edwards is 20. Oh, wow. He just wow. turned wow. 20 in August. Look at me. My guy. He's only like a like a bit older than me. Did yeah, he, jump over, did he jump over Utah when he was 19 years old? Yeah. yeah. Utah got dumped on by a teenager. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you just got to get him back oh. now next, time we, next time we play them. No chance. No chance. <laughs> Utah puts him on a poster. Um, all right. My number seven. I had so, such a hard time ranking this guy, but I put Clay Thompson mm. at seven. Okay. Obviously, Clay Thompson... And Anthony Edwards, like he's obviously a better player when he's healthy. Uh, see, I just I have no idea what Clay's gonna look like. I took I took that into account also, but I think putting last time Clay Thompson played, Anthony Edwards wasn't even in the league yet. Yeah, and that's kind of why I was like, I don't think I can I can say I can I don't think I know list I can put Clay under Anthony Edwards yet. I just yeah I'm 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 just worried about two things. I think the defense obviously isn't gonna be as good as it was. I yeah. think it's like unrealistic to ask it to be. Yeah. Just because he had two major leg injuries. On both legs. And then also it's just the getting And those injuries have a lot to do with shifting movements. Yeah, lateral movements. And the shooting's sure. still gonna be there, but does it can you get separation off of screens the same mm. way? Right? Like I'm I'm really worried about that because like t- Taurus ACL and his Achilles. Like that's and kind like, of wh- it was like one in each leg. One in each like, leg. So, so. Um, um, no, I just I, I didn't I didn't really want to do the whole assumption thing though because I really don't know what we're gonna get from Clay. Yeah. So just uh, I I dropped Clay on my list. Like he wouldn't like if he was like from before he played. I mean like before right. before he got injured he'd be much higher than yeah. I have him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the reason I put him over Edwards because I don't I don't think it's fair to Clay to to put him below uh, a second year player who hasn't even played a hundred games yet. So yeah. That was yeah. my thing with it. Um, so enough. is, is Clay your number six? Clay's my number six. And then Edwards is my number six. Yeah. Do you want to kick off our top five? Okay. Uh, well, um, I don't know if I should start like from the bottom or the top because my top five. I know, I know your top number one guy probably is. Really? Mm, I think so. Okay. Yeah, you probably do know, Sam. <laughs> uh, we should guess. Well, okay. I'll just, I'll just go with this. And keep in mind, there's one name on this list that... It's controversial. No. (laughs) It may be controversial, but I only put it there because, again, I'm not a giant NBA watcher. There's certain teams that I'll watch their games sometimes here and there. Is this this Uh, based off who you enjoy watching? Like last time? Yeah, it's more based off of who who I enjoy watching. Also, these guys are good, but, like, you're not going to be surprised 
by anybody on this list except for maybe one person. Okay. But uh, well, my my fifth one was Clay. Uh, yep. Just the one yep. person I had in there, like because yep. this list again is not in any order. And I, Clay, watching Clay play was just like, oh, such a beautiful oh, so game. Satisfying. Yeah, man, it's just so smooth and so fun. Like, I, I think it's the best looking jump shot of all time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, by far. My, yeah. my, my favorite, I honestly feel like it's better than Curry's, man. Like, look, look wise, look, yeah. look wise, yeah. 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 And my favorite thing with Clay is when he would do, <clears throat> like when he would take like a mid range, like one dribble mid range, mm. and just rise up, and he'd have no separation. See, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing that that I feel like Clay. In a, in a way, it does have over Curry. Is that Curry? I feel like doesn't really do much in the mid range as much as Clay. He can, he can, can do utilize. it. But he does, he oh yeah, does, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Clay utilizes the mid range as a part of his game. Right. Whereas I feel like Curry do, does less of that. He tries to get open on the yeah. three like way. Or, or way go, go right to the paint for a floater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once he's in the middle area, I think he tries to become a playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Clay um, can use that size and rise up over guys a little bit. Which more. is good. Yeah. I mean, they play different roles. That's yeah, just like exactly. I'm so excited to see Clay back, man. It's gonna be fun. So happy. He's just he's such a funny guy too. He's such a fun guy. Like if, I, if he, he's such if, a good at a route. If he gets injured again this year, I'm gonna cry. Man. I'm gonna cry. Write it down. I, I, <laughs> you, you, you'd hope it. he's like, it's like we put that here on the banner. Yeah. Cry, cry. You we'll hope he's cry. had he's had enough time off, right? That he's maybe uh, like he's had so much. Time I think to rehab like they've that, been they've been extra cautious yeah. with this whole thing. Um, yeah. He hasn't. <laughs> the last time he played, the, there's been three new NBA champions since Clay Thompson. There's been a pandemic wow. since he played. There's been a pandemic wow. since he played. <laughs> That's true. Jeez, that's um, crazy. Last All right. time he played, like Kawhi was a Raptor, AD was a Pelican, oh all this. God. Jimmy Butler was a. Danny Green was a Raptor. Jimmy was, Butler was, was a Sixer. Yeah, was on the Sixers. Yeah, like, wow. Crazy stuff to think about. Um, all right, my number five is Jalen Brown. Me too. Of the Boston Celtics. Me too. I think um, that's a, that's a pretty simple. Yeah, spot. guy gives you amazing two-way play. Mm -hmm. His shot creation has just become so much better since he came into the league. He used to kind of just play defense, go to the corner for his first two years. And I think uh, I think like if he w if Tatum wasn't on the team, I think he'd be even like he'd be even better numbers wise. Oh yeah, yeah, with a bigger role. Yeah, because Tatum is ultimately the number one guy in that yeah. team. Um, but also something that Marcus Smart actually brought up is that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't pass enough, and that's kind of what knocked me down a bit with Jalen Brown is that I feel yeah. like he's very one dimensional on offense. No, the top four guys definitely create for others. Yeah, much more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just I find yeah I find Jalen Brown very. Um, one dimensional where he gets his own, he can get his own shot, but other than that, he's not doing anything. Yeah, for everybody else. he's a great scorer, and what helps him though is he plays amazing defense too. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. He's just, I hope he gets healthy this year. He's kind of been had a start, stop and start. Isn't he, season. Is he in COVID protocols right now? I don't know. He had the hamstring thing. He yeah. might be in COVID. He was in COVID protocols to start the year. Oh, he actually had COVID, I think. Didn't I think so, he? yeah. I think he actually had it, yeah. So, ew, um, disgusting, gross. <laughs> COVID? COVID? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, top four. Top th now this, this is where it gets really interesting. Getting the four guys was easy. Placing ordering them. them I'm still hard. not confident at all with it. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to go first? Let me go first. All right, my, oh, no. Yeah, you, you go first. Yeah. first. Okay, again, please. <laughs> my list. <Please. laughs> my list. This is the one name that will surprise, probably give you guys a surprise. And, and the, I do think he's this guy is an elite player. And I think Stanley he's Johnson. Old, no. <laughs> no. Um... I do think that he's finally now starting to feel his game and things are starting to come to him in, in a way that reflect actually how good I think he actually is. Mm -hmm. But the guy who I put on my list was Seth Curry. Mm. Oh, so, nice pick. I love Seth Curry. Yeah, me too. And just, just because... Like, he's not better than Clay, though. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Get again, off the show! <laughs> Get off! Um, yeah, no, I just, I just chose Seth because... Uh, like, he's... He's a guy who knows his own game yeah. and I think has in the past has struggled a little bit with the teams that he's been on and, and just 
you know, injuries and not really feeling like his total he self. He doesn't get jealous of Steph's career. Oh, either. He, he doesn't. He doesn't try to. He doesn't try to be like Steph. No, you know? no. He's, he does his own. He, he, he has his own, his own game. Role. He embraces his own role. Exactly. And I think he's. I think he's a lot more sh- like. Um, I think he'd do a lot more down low than Seth can. Or Steph can. You know what I mean? Like going for the layups. That, he, he's not. He's like, not just a shooter. Seth Curry. No, like, that was yeah, his thing when he came exactly. into the league. Mm-hmm. But now he's he's got a handle to him. And like oof. with when you see Steph go down, a lot of times you'll see him take a lot of floaters. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Steph hardly really goes for like a a really tough contested right. layup. Right. Not, not, not the same way as he used to. Fuck. No, definitely not. And, and Seth's a better cutter than Steph. And Steph, I think. Mm. But uh, I just had Seth Curry on the list because I enjoy watching him play. Every time I see Seth come on the floor, he's got such a great attitude. Uh, he plays well. He's he's a coachable guy, and he's just a nice dude. Yeah. And, and um, he 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 knows his skills and knows his limits and, and plays within his comfortability and is good doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, He's not a guy who you're going to be like, God, Seth, you know what yeah. I mean? No, you know he, does, mean? Like, he does. He does exactly. Like, what if you're playing against him, yes. Like, oh, oh my yeah. God! No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. But um, yeah. he's, no, he's, great. he's he's a, he's averaging on the season uh, 16 points on 51 percent from the field, yeah. uh, almost 40 percent from three, and 88 percent from the free throw line. Yeah, man. So and he's, and he's playing. Solid, he's playing man. 34 minutes a game, which is the highest of his career. Yeah, I think he's found a home in, in Philly. Yeah, I don't know why Dallas traded him for. Josh Richardson. That's crazy. He'd be perfect on that team He's the perfect player next to Luka Doncic. Like, who they trade him for again? Josh, Josh Richardson, straight Jesus up. Christ. Like, he's low maintenance, make great shooter, does all the little things for you. I don't and know why. And they traded you... Josh Richardson for, uh, was, it, um, was that the, it was a three-way trade or something. They, they got something out of oh it. Oh, my God. Moses Brown. Yeah, like like nothing. It was basically <laughs> like a salary dump. Moses Brown. Um, like Who's not playing. All right, my, Barely. all right, top all right, four. Top four. Me first, you first. All right, I'll go first. If you all want. Right. Uh, my number four is Zach Levine. Okay, that's different. Um, <laughs> He has improved Woo! so much. Uh, Good choice. In his time. He's heated here, boys. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just kidding. It's different. I know. I'm just. I'm just kidding. This. Uh, he could. He had a real shot at number three for me. Uh, because I think his playmaking has gotten better this year. It's still not mm-hmm. where the other guy I think is, but uh, it's gotten a lot better. He's locked in a lot more on defense. Um, than he was when they were a losing team, and like that guy is just an insane shot maker. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. I think because of his like dunking ability. No one thinks about his shooting. Dude, his shooting he's is ridiculous, so, man. He is one of the best shooters in the league. Like, he is. He uh, and just like all around, like he's he so just, fun to watch, man. Oh yeah, I he's, love he's Zach at a, He's a he's shooting forty nine percent from the field this year, and the types of shots he takes, that's a ridiculous tough number. Shots. He all his shots are tough shots, he, man. He's like he's taking contested threes like crazy. He's he's the perfect like video game type mm. player. Amazing at threes, super athletic. Got has the handle, has like mm-hmm. the mid range. He's tall. Yeah, like he's a totally like. And he's still averaging four point two assists a game. Yeah, I with Lonzo on his team. Yeah, like, Demar, yeah that's tough. And Demar, and Demar, who's a great playmaker. Um, like once again, he had a total shot at the third spot. Like, and I was splitting hairs between him and the third guy, but like, and he's such a fun player. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Like, yeah, he is so fun. Um, and I, I like that he's getting a chance to uh to win. Yep. Oh yeah, it's, it's a okay. My turn. So <laughs> I'll, I'll talk a little more. So my number four is Bradley Beal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and uh, so the reasoning for that we talked about it. I say uh, both their defense isn't that great, so I didn't really take that into consideration. Yeah. I took their offensive game into consideration. Um, Zach's a better scorer than Bradley Beal is right now. Right now, I think so. It's really. I'd close, ra- though. I would rather give the ball to Zach Levine and say go score than Bradley Beal and say go score because Zach Levine. Bradley Beal averaged thirty points two, ga- two years yeah, in last, a row, man. Yeah, la- but in this series, not. No, he's, he's had a bad he's, year. He's having a bad year, yeah. that's, and that's exactly yeah, why. Yeah, you can't blame him, man. Being in Washington all those years. Yeah. Washington's good this year, though. Well, they've like been, been bad. They haven't been good the past like yeah, week, but they, yeah. they're all around. They've been good this year. Um, shooting twenty six percent from three, and I just uh, and athleticism wise, Zach's got him. Oh yeah. Um, so the big reason. 
if you gave me Bradley Beal from last year, this season, I have a Bradley Beal over Zach yeah. Levine. So my whole thing was that, again, they're splitting hairs with these two also. And uh, the reason I put, I picked Zach is because he's having a better year this year. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I think the sc- like, Zach Levine's scoring is literally top three in the league as a scorer, I believe. It's just creating his own shot. Oh, I don't, I don't know about Who, that. But Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, Devin Steph Booker. Curry. I put Zach Levine with no, Devin Booker. No, Devin Booker's better. Score, you can post score? up, yeah, the post up, and I've yeah. seen Zach post up, not the same, and, and hit post fades, and also it's not a big part of their game though either. They're both barely posting up. I think I Zach means a better score. Than I, I think Bradley Beal's a better score than Zach, maybe. I don't know. I uh, it's I, can't, so I can't, close. dude. I can't watch Zach Levine and not be in awe about how good he is. Oh, he's, score. he's so good. He's like, so he, good. And and Devin Booker, I don't watch him and be like, wow, what a what a top tier score. But Zach Levine, it's like the, the shots he makes with effort, he makes it look effortless. Yeah, and it's he did it so consistently. The fact that he's shooting forty nine percent with the shots he is taking yeah, all, every game, all they're all shots. contested. Everybody's guarding. Like he's the guy that gets double teamed on that team, and he's he still hits shots. Man. Yeah, um, and again, these guys' defense, they're not none of them are actually good defenders. I wouldn't say. I, I said Devin Booker's been a good defender the last two years. But you think he's a plus defender? Uh, I think he's average on most nights and plus sometimes. Okay, I think he's the but, best defender of the top four though. Yes, I agree. Yeah, with that. I agree with that. But no, Brad, but, like the reason but, Bradley Beal and um, Zach Levine isn't because of their. Uh, Exactly, exactly. So um, I, I kind of took more of the offensive approach with these two. And yeah. I, in my opinion, Zach Levine is enough. So I don't really, I don't really, the top three thing, I, could, I, have to, I have to think about that more. That was more just me saying it. Right. But um, I think he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a top tier scorer in the NBA. Oh yeah. And, sure. and he's also underrated in my opinion. Um, it's not talked about. All enough, right. But is yeah. your number three. Okay. Let me whip out the list here, boys. Um, so yeah. Okay. Top three. We've talked about, uh, I think we've just mentioned or talked about these guys already. Uh, except for maybe what this guy, I have Donovan Mitchell. Nice. So we'll talk about him. And yeah, so Donovan Mitchell for my number three, but again, it's not really any order, so it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. um, Donovan Mitchell is just one of those guys that you watch and you're just like, what the, f-? like, you know what I mean? Like he just whips out this game. That's just like he's got a kind of a weird build. Like his yeah. body's a little strange. And he's short and his, and his shot form is a little odd too. Yeah. Like he shoots kind of up high up here, and and it's a, it's a little odd, but but. Uh, his he just has the ability to just purely score like he just yeah. does man and it just it's so crazy because I feel like he started doing that so early that now he's underrated because everybody expects him to make this yeah. other huge jump it's like yeah. no, that's what he's he is been the same guy's so, whole well, career and especially yeah. because Which like is crazy uh, coming out of the, coming into the league he was doing it well being on the Jazz too it's like the Jazz again we talked about this are one of both or one of those teams that like does well but it's not like they do extremely extremely well but like. They're, they're individual. Regular, so far, they've been a regular season team. Yeah, and like individual performances can get can get um, crowded in the light that they don't perform well in the playoffs, right? Because yeah. the playoffs is where everyone's watching, right? And right. then it's like Donovan Mitchell, like you know, didn't really play well, in the, like during this playoff series, blah 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 blah. Or the right. Jazz didn't play well, blah 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 blah. It doesn't really matter. And actually, Donovan Mitchell does play well in the playoffs. Last but, playoffs, I think he had like a, f- a couple of really nice games. Yeah, at the start of the Clippers like series. Him like, and Jamal went back and forth. Well, he, he yeah, had the two fifties, yeah, yeah, I think, against yeah. the Nuggets two years ago. Um, but but even still, if the team itself doesn't do well, people are just like, oh, they're shit, blah blah right. blah. You know, and then it's just like. You're right. I definitely think that Donovan Mitchell doesn't get the credit that he is due just because he, he is so good. He, oh. he just is so good, and he has that ability to just purely score. And watching his game, I think watching him is just as entertaining as watching somebody like Devin Booker or sure. Zach mm-hmm. Levine play. I just, I just, oh, yeah. It's so he's, – he's such a – uh, spotlight when you yeah. watch it's just like okay what's he gonna do you know what i he's mean so quick and get to the paint yeah like, that's all the, the weird thing too is that just like you never know what what part of his game he's gonna whip out because right. he's, he does have a lot and it, the weird thing is, is he doesn't really look like he like he 
can play like that. No. But then he gets on the court, starts playing, and you're just like, oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Good pick. Okay, yeah. um, so... My number three, I, I have Bradley Beal at number three. Okay, the I reason have, for yeah, yeah. Brad over Zach Levine um, is because I'm not putting a, as much stock in this season of Bradley Beal because I do think he's going to get back, not just maybe the 30-point average, because he averaged 30 points in 2019, 2020, and he averaged 31 last year. Um, this season, I, I don't think he's going to be as good as that, but I don't think he's going to be as bad. He's not going to shoot, what, 26% from three the rest of the year. Yep. Um, and the reason I did put him over, over Zach is because I do think the playmaking is an underrated part of Bradley Beal's game. It is, but also uh, I feel like when John Wall was on the team, he wasn't playmaking like he is now. I think no. and it's meant not really a playmaking point guard like that. No. So uh, I think I think... He, he he can do it, but he's also kind of forced to do it. Sure, but I, I, I think he's a better playmaker than like, Zach like, Levine, though. But like if you like his uh his his race his turnover assist ratio is averaging five point seven this year and three and a half turnovers. Yeah. So no, he's had a really bad. He's not been good to start the year, but no. I think I I trust his scoring ability. Me too. Uh, in the last, yes. like, the, like averaging thirty points a game two years in a row is crazy. When you are the like the defense are totally only locked in on you mm-hmm. is like it's so, pretty again. Like I was really splitting hairs those two, but I think uh, as a pure scorer. I like Zach Levine more, and I, again, I kind of focus more on this year because right. they were so close. Yeah. So since we're at we're at this year, we're talking about it right now. I was like, Zach Levine's better right now than Bradley Beal. Yeah. So sure. That that was, that was the hardest reasoning. one for me. Those two. I was like, I, I I had Zach above him at one point, and I was like, ah, and I'm like, eh, thirty points. I know. Years in a row. I know. Like, that, how do it was I, really it was yeah. really tough for me to, to. I was flipping back. I had him back and back and forth a few times also. You, so do you had Zach at three? Yeah, I had Zach at three. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, top your second. Number two. My number two. I think we had the same. Uh, too. I had Anthony Edwards. We already no, talked about so Anthony Edwards, so yeah, and he's he's one of those guys that uh, he's such a like he's such he's got such a cool attitude. He's you know such what I a mean? funny like, guy. Yeah, like <laughs> he's he's, so... he's such a like he just seems like a guy who's always vibing and, yeah. and like super intense, very yeah. positive. And so when you see him play, like you just see how that translates into his game. Yeah, and it's just he's so entertaining, so fun, and it's so everything when you watch him seems to be that it's like. You know, he he takes the game very seriously, but there is a sort of funny that like he's still having fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. he's having a lot of fun out there, and and he is dominant. He is a dominant force on the court, and it and just I wait wait what, wait for a couple more seasons. Oh and be. yeah, and I think that's what makes him so entertaining to watch is just because like he can honestly like go out there and be a total jackass, and it doesn't really matter because it's like him, he, him and the Miller are like, really similar like that. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, it's I think it's honestly I, I I think it's part part in part because of like the generation we belong to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Social media and Social stuff media. Like, like even if we think about some guy like Cole Anthony making memes right, and TikToks yeah. and all this stuff and like Anthony Edwards is like, you know, rapping with old baby. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> like when you see him do this sort of stuff, like he, he, I think kids nowadays are brought up in like a different culture, right? So like the culture, I think adds a sort of aspect we, we to We can his relate game. to like Anthony, Ed, like, Anthony Andrews and those guys are all from the same generation yeah, as yeah, us, yeah. right? So. Yeah, well, man, he's only like a week or something older yeah. than me, I remember guess. Like, I remember like Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma had like diss tracks against each other in like their yeah. rookie years or whatever. I, I think a guy like Anthony Edwards, when he becomes like his prime self, yeah, yeah. is so good for the NBA yeah. to have like a superstar like that who's got such a, just a fun personality. Like, and that's just the same seems like, like such a good role like said, model. The Mellow's like that too, where he's a fun person. Like, yeah. seeing the interviews stuff like that, yeah. just having fun. And Cole Anthony too. Like, I think those guys are so, like, kids like younger than us, like, that's got to be so like fun for them to see. Wow, these guys are so good, but they also have like amazing personalities yeah. off the mm, court. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're, they're, not, so they're engaging. Not serious all the time. No, no, like Anthony Edwards is serious when he needs to go get a bucket. But then after the interview, it's like it's just a game. Laughing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's just a game, right? And that so, also has to do with with 
I think a lot of the kids from our generation being brought up and playing like summer league basketball, AAU type of stuff, because you just play so many games yeah. over the course of your life, like nowadays, that, um, you know, you, you, I feel like a lot of these guys, I mean, it depends on your personality type, but I think a lot of the guys approach the game in a different way just because they played so much, right. you know, and I think they, they enjoy, you know, the aspect of, okay, you know, after you play so many games, you're like, I need to start having some fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Or else you go crazy. You know? yeah. Exa yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you need to start enjoying yourself and enjoying your own. Because, you know, there are lots of guys, and I think lots of guys that we can that we know and who are even on the Raptors who have, uh, you know, a very, like, serious tone. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Every, right. every business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They think about game of basketball. Which, like, yes, it is, it is. It is. Exactly. But you also have to have room to just have fun. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. And, and I think it's like, well... Yeah, yeah, of course it's business, but at the end of the day, it's like you sh you're doing something that you that you love. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't the business side doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, the the approaching it with a professionalism is different than pr approaching it. I think from a business yes. point of view, you know what I mean? I think you should be professional, yeah, uh, because that's like that's what you do, and you want to be respectful. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I also think that. Enjoy yourself, man. You're playing on the NBA. If you want to yeah, like throw a giant dunk over Utah Watanabe, man, fucking Edwards, go for it. Anthony Edwards like, pulls out a flip phone in the interview. And yeah. stuff that, like that's, that. like, like, that's so that's good, funny. I think, for like, basketball. A guy like Anthony uh -huh. Edwards. Like, yeah. he's, just, he's so good for the NBA. Yep. Um, all right. All right, my number two. I think, I think our top two can be the same. Is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, me too. Um, I buy Devin Booker. Super close. All, all four of these guys are close. But the reason yeah. I have Donovan Mitchell, I guess, do we want to talk about... The reason I have Donovan Mitchell below... Well, the reason I have, I have him above Beal and Levine is I think he's a better playmaker than both of them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think him and Beal are pretty similar. Yeah. Playmaking, but the I, so my thing, well, you finish here. Perfect. Um, I do think he's not a good defender, but when he wants to be, I think he can be a better defender. Um, he's way better than Beal. I, Levine has him better. He's this the best year, defender of these top four. Oh no, sorry, oh, Burke no. or Booker. Sorry, yeah. but he's a him, him, the Booker, top three. him Booker or are the bottom three. Him Booker aren't like a huge difference. Um, kind of and Mitchell, like that, he, that guy can get to the paint whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. um, he's getting down. so much better at being the main ball handler. Um, he can shoot it like as well as anyone. Uh, I wish he'd have a little more help, um, like creating in Indiana. Mm -hmm. I mean, Indiana, Utah. Um, very similar Indiana places. Would, Indiana would love this guy. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, like, there's not. I, I can't say anything bad about Donovan Mitchell. Man. The, like, the, he's an absolute bucket. The like, reason um, I had him over Beal and Levine was because uh, I've seen him win a lot more than the I've seen yeah. the other two win. Yeah. So, he's he's I, won a bunch of playoffs. Yeah, and I, I see him having that more winning mentality than the other two. Um, but about defense, I think out of these four, I think Donovan Mitchell's defensive highs are the highest out of the four. Right, because he's, yeah. I think, I think he's at, like, I think he can impact, I think he's, he's had greater defensive impacts than, like, Devin Booker has. Right. I, think, I think overall Devin Booker's better. Defense. I think I think Devin Booker like sense. his first few years of Devin Booker's career he was like just awful. The last two years though like it's very boring, but he really he, gets, impacts, he can do he can, he do can like he's really like actually bought into like defending. I think Chris Paul's bought that yeah. into him. just winning right like mm -hmm. like Zach Levine this year's bought in more. But I think Booker like I've really like you're giving him that amazing offensive talent and you're just adding average defense to it is mm -hmm. like it's really nice. Um, your number one Luke. Devin Booker. Okay. Our number so one? Our number one. Devin yeah. Booker. You're, no, my, my number one's different. Oh, <laughs> you didn't make your list? <laughs> uh, my number one's Malachi Ford. <laughs> 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 I'm um, man, Devin Booker is my favorite player in the NBA other than Pascal, but he's probably my favorite player to watch. Like, that, like I love watching him work in the mid-range. He's got a, such a smooth game. Um, he's such an underrated passer. Like, I think he's really, or actually really good passer. I think, like, Chris Paul kind of, like, hides that a bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, 
like some of the lobs he can throw to Aiton and the way he kicks out the shooters is so nice. He and makes like, a lot of really good decisions. He's such a smart player. That's but I, I find that like this is really tough to, for me with him and Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell also makes really good decisions. I, I think I think Booker's and, better though at that. Right really? Now. Uh, right now, yeah, I think so. Um, I think just because he's taller though, you can see more over the defense. Yeah, Booker's I, a legit six seven. But also like the thing with Donovan Mitchell is that he's so he's way more athletic than Devin Booker. Yeah. Is. Like just I don't know. I, I think Devin Booker is better. I have, I have Devin Booker number one, but um. It, if, if Devin Booker was still losing right now, I would put Donovan Mitchell. Interesting. Yeah. I. He's just so, like, his scoring ability is, like, watching him get hot, like, in his... And he, he's also, like, a very... He's kind of, like... Um, but like, thing you also, talk about Gary Trent. Um, Booker's just so good at, like, cutting off ball and taking, like, a couple dribbles and just rising up. Mm-hmm. Like, but he, then, he can just be, like, a... Like a like a secondary option if, if they need him to be for a little bit. But when, right? when you say you love watching Devin Booker when he's hot, I think, like, Zach Levine is that more often. You know what I mean? I think I think right. I think I think Zach Levine's offensive skills are better than Devin Booker's because I think he I think does what he does more consistently. I could, you could see, Devin Booker has times where he won't score in a quarter. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like it'll just be it'll just be Chris Paul eight and pick and rolls all the right. time. You know, like I think I think uh, Levine. I don't want to say brings more, but um, I the think the teams I are think, also constructed very differently. Like the Suns are a very different team from the Bulls too. Yes, yes, yes. But um, just as an overall player, I just think that Zach Levine. Can can be more reliable as a bucket getter than Devin Booker. I don't know, man. but I think Devin Booker's way more clutch. De- is yeah, another thing. Devin, Devin Booker is so, so clutch, clutch, man. Yeah, so, uh, th- th- these four were so close for me. Yeah, so there, there's I've, I've pros and cons to them all, but Devin Booker ultimately was my number one. The guy, like, there's not. I don't. Th- is there anything on the offensive end that he can't do? Devin Booker. Yeah, like he's just mm. like I, I just like I can feel comfortable giving Devin Booker whatever role, right? Well, when he shoots from seventeen point two feet. It's not- <laughs> But like he can take the no, Kevin really Durant good. role, right, where he's running the whole offense, or he can be like a Chris sure. Middleton type, right? Like he sure. can shift in very versatile. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah. Anything to add on Booker? Or? No, man. I, I like the Suns, man. I enjoy. Such a fun I team. like the Suns. Like I like. Uh, I don't really give a shit if anyone calls me like a bandwagon or anything like that because you're a bandwagon. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you you were the. Um, <laughs> Okay. Hey, man, you can't talk, <laughs> man. You know that. Um, oh man, sorry, this got me thinking about some video I saw, but I'll tell you guys after that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, no, uh, I think I just like Zach. And, actually, it's, it's interesting you guys mentioned Zach and De- and Devin. Was Zach and, on your list? Uh, no. Oh wow, you're crazy. Okay. Well, just because I wanted to give mention to a, a Seth, and, and I only had five that I was thinking about, and okay. you know what I mean. But uh, it's not that he doesn't deserve to be on my list. Zach's, my, fa- Zach's my favorite to watch. Zach is one of my favorite players too. Yeah, like he's but, my favorite to watch. Um, and he deserves a spot on my list. I just kind of wanted to mention a guy like Seth yeah. in there yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I had yeah. to, you know. Yep. Uh, but anyways, so point is, is that uh, I think Zach and Devin are like very similar players. You know what I mean? And just their attitudes, the ability to like stay with a team even though they suck. Zach Levine like, has not played one playoff game in his career yet. And the, and there and I think that. Like they they know they understand the bigger picture that they, the organizations especially the organization like the Bulls and the Suns don't want to suck you know what I mean like they don't want to be bad mm-hmm. and uh, so they're and they know that they've got true superstars on their team that they want to build their teams around and and uh, so the the ability to accept that as your fate and your role without you know being completely demotivated and demoralized as a player is like a really big thing and. Um, I, I like Devin just because, like, he's he's what made me like an original, like originally, like a Suns fan. Because right. and and like, yeah. 
I don't. I don't have shame in saying that. I'm not gonna say I'm a diehard. They're, they're my second favorite team. Yeah, but they're they're, they're, just, a, they're just a team that like is super losing. fun to watch, and I yeah. like the way they play. They play good defense. Oh, their offense they, is they, so fun. They they uh, they they do a lot of fundamental things right, and that's what I love about watching teams is when the fun when when you watch a team and they have great fundamental skills. And then on top of that, they have superstars on their team. Mm-hmm. Like that just makes the in- game so entertaining. Yeah, Devin Booker is probably like a top ten favorite player of mine still. Like, mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, I, oh yeah. I, and uh, like I've been, yeah, I've, I've been a fan of his for his whole career. So I've been kind of a fan of the Suns. But yeah, um, I just realized that uh, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, and Devin Booker are all thirteenth overall picks, which is kind of wow. funny. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. fun. Interesting. Um, Shout right. out to the 13th right, overall pick. Looking, looking ahead. ahead. Yeah. Um, I think we've got two games for our next podcast. Sacktown on Monday. And Brooklyn and on Tuesday. Brooklyn on Tuesday. Mm. Sacramento, not much to see on that one. I well, see, I'm not going to guarantee a win. See, that's what you got to stop. We're going to lose. <laughs> We're going to lose both games. <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> to... I guarantee Horribly. we lose both. Horribly. <laughs> we're going to lose by a total of by 50 combined points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> You know, I can't. I, I think we're that, gonna lose. I think <laughs> that uh, I'm really excited Please to uh, to see um, our our boy Harrison Barnes. Oh yeah, I think that Harry, uh, yeah. yeah, to that he's gonna be a, a wonderful uh, Christmas see, host and guest this year. I think yeah. that he's gonna great, get great Christmas presents Definitely for his family, gifts, yeah. and I'm sure oh, he's gonna sure. get Christmas yeah. presents for the refs this year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, he's just a the great Black guy. Falcon. Like he's just a great guy. I think that's we should keep name? tabs on what Harrison Barnes is doing out doing this that's Christmas. That's a sick nickname, man. Black Falcon. That's his nickname. Like the uh, Marvel character. Is that a Marvel Falcon? character? Isn't that the Falcon? The oh, yeah, this is the Falcon, but not the Black Falcon. The yeah, that's just the Falcon. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, sure. That's, that's a really sick nickname for yeah. kind of a boring. Uh, yeah. Sure, whatever. I'm sure. sorry. But that's a really like sick nickname for kind of a boring he's, player. Yeah. <laughs> he's, from, he's from Iowa. Yeah, he's such it's a boring fitting. player. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Iowa. But uh, yeah. the, Sac- oops, the Sacramento game, I think, will be mm. high scoring. There are yeah. de- so okay. Sacramento's defense is bad. So potentially we could have a good offensive game. Potentially, potentially. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, though, we are going to lose that game. So. <laughs> the Brooklyn game, though, I I don't we'll know see. how I feel about the Brooklyn game. No to be OG. honest, I don't. I still don't think we're good enough to really like, you know, no take we, it to Brooklyn at all. We might. We might have Precious back. We won't have OG or Kim. So. If if we do, okay. If we do well in the Brooklyn game, it's going to be be because we're making adjustments on defense, and uh, we're we're actually getting guys in their correct offensive spots. If we do, ask Nick Nurse. If we do bad in that game, it's because we will have let Kevin Durant and all their scores get the best of us, mm-hmm. and that's just bound to happen against a team like the and Nets. Even I if expect, we do play good I defense, good Kevin Durant still might yeah, just kill us. Exactly, I, I expect yeah. good, de- or good games from Kevin Durant and James Harden. Yeah. You always have to. So. Yeah. All right. all right. Okay. So we're we gonna wrap it up here. Let's, Let's do wrap it, it up. All right. All right. So uh, just before we head out of the podcast, I'm your host Luke Dick. I am Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Rap Chat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every week. Peace out. Later. Peace.